I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Isotope Native Instruments and Plugin Alliance are launching a whole bunch of super hot deals for the summer of sound sale. From now until the 6th of July 2023, Isotope are offering all their software for 50% or more off including the Comprehensive Mixing and Mastering Bundle Music Production Suite 5, as well as flagship tools like Ozone, RX, Neutron, and more. All things I use to edit this podcast. Visit isotope.com and check out the frankly colossal range of things that you can get at extraordinary prices. And take your mixing and editing to a whole new level. Matt. Joe, did you know I used to play piano by ear? Right. Now I use my hands. Oh. And welcome, welcome to the Guitar Nerds Podcast. I am your host, Joe Branton, joined this week by Matt Knight. Wiki, wiki, wah, wah, wah. Exactly, exactly. Welcome back, dear listener. Um, this week, it's a bit of a special episode because on the weekend, and if you, you know, if you follow us on Instagram or you're part of the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook, you'll know what we were up to. We were at the first ever Brighton Guitar Show which is our, our local guitar show, our first ever local guitar show. Coming so, back. Shows it, are coming back, baby. Shows are coming back, exactly, which was lovely. And, you know, rare rare to get kind of shows down this end. Certainly, I guess if you're not from the UK, dear listener, most guitar shows happen in centralised places like London or Birmingham because they're easy for lots of people to get to and because, you know, unlike the US or, or bigger countries, people in the UK are unwilling to drive... <laughs> you know, for more than like an hour, an hour and a half. Uh, no one wants to do it. And so Brighton, as lovely and amazing as our town is, is right at the bottom of the country on the seafront. And so mm. you've, the only way to get to it is via the M25, which is, you know, if you're not from Brighton, that is, you know, if you're from London or above. And the M25 is the worst road in probably the world. Um, so it takes a long time. It's a bit of an arsake to get down here so I, I was really chuffed that it went so well and so many people came and it was so good there were so many good brands and we're going to spend the episode talking about that yeah and hopefully uh for our non-uk listeners pick up a few ideas for brands that uh, might be interesting to them but i think first and foremost we should say a massive uh 
well done to Phil, who was the organizer. Um, Yes, from Pedal Patch. Just Um, a really, uh, yeah, I thought really good job. Couldn't have been easy. You know, made it accessible for everyone. You know, he did a bunch of tickets, a bunch more on the door. There was just a, my overwhelming thing from the whole weekend was you really felt like part of a community certainly for for me and you joe like knowing so many people there i think i had so many just great conversations be it about gear or otherwise with so many different people there and so great to catch up with various people and i just thought the atmosphere is really good it was sort of so the show was split into two halves you had the brighton guitar show uh which was like all guitar based brands and some other things like pickups or you know, like Monty's were there, for example, in in that bit. And then you had the FX Expo, um, and Alex from Xander FX had, had kindly lent Phil that fill the name for that. And it was twenty one brands, each with their own identical tables. They could do whatever they wanted, and they had that there. But all of that was through headphones, um, yeah. and it was just a really relaxed atmosphere to go and try stuff and ask questions and talk about it. No pressure. And just some really cool stuff there. And I think, yeah, Phil did a, a great job. And he was extremely lucky with the weather, weather considering Friday when <laughs> me and you arrived to go to the pub, Joe, we got absolutely drenched. So he was extremely absolutely. lucky with the weather. Um, a cool venue. And I can see it growing. I can see it growing. I think that's yeah. it's great. I was well impressed. So well well done to Phil for organising yeah. that. Well done, um, Phil. It wasn't a big show, dear listener, if you weren't there. Not not by sort of, I guess, US standards. So about 500 people, I think, in total. It yeah. took place on the Brighton Racecourse, which is right up the top of the tallest hill in Brighton. Uh, so incredibly windy up there. But uh, um, yeah. I think I lost about half a pint of Guinness just trying to walk from, uh, <laughs> one, from one room to the other. <laughs> uh, the um, other thing was we also got, dear listener, to be quite involved in the Q&As. Matt, JD, and I got to host some of them, introduce some of the others, and uh, got to host a couple, one with Adrian Thorpe from Thorpe FX and the other one with Brian Love from Hampstead Amp mm. Works and Matt Oram from Fidelity Guitars. Um, so that that was lovely. It was it was nice to get to do that as well. That was in a separate building, and you know it's a first guitar show. You don't know how many people are going to come out the building, go into the the talks in the other room, but plenty of people did. We had packed audiences, and like we did. the Thorpey one went way over time because the audience kept wanting to ask questions. They sort of got their confidence in the last well, you, last you say fifteen it, minutes. And- you say it went <laughs> overtime, Joe, but you never explicitly told me how long it should no, be. No, so um, I assumed forty five minutes. You were aiming for i think 30 minutes yeah i just wanted um, uh, I, I wanted to be able to go to the bar before i had to um oh yeah before, before i had to do the next, the next one, one. <laughs> um but no it was good i think um it was just you know thorpey just a nice easy person to talk to who you yeah. i mean don't get me wrong everyone in this industry who makes pedals or guitars is passionate about what they do you have to be passionate to run your own business but I really feel that he is just another level. Um, And that's not dismissive to anyone else who was there, but, you know, when, you know, I think his, as he said, his military background, his drive to do things his way and get things done, um, he was just, I mean, even I was sitting there, like, 
inspired yeah. by uh it was an inspiring talking. talk it was it, it was, was brilliant because it wasn't just insightful into his business business practices and the you know the things that he gets excited about it was also great he offered up advice to people you yeah. know looking into starting out this whole thing he he didn't even you know sort of take all the all the credit and responsibility he was very quick to call out his his wife who is 50 percent of thorpe effects you know, she's doing a, a whole bunch of it as well, and uh, and you know all the people that he works with to for DSP when he wants to look at digital things, and obviously to uh, Dan Coggins who has co-designed so many of his mm, recent mm. pedals. It, it was yeah. great. It was a wonderful talk. It was so. Um, I was re- you know pleased to be part of that, and again, always good to you know not just Thorpe and and Georgia, but so many people there that we've just known and built up relationships with over over the years so you know above all else it was just great to catch up with so many people um but it was also just before we go into some of the more brand specifics joe also want to give a shout out to the patreon there was many patreons many listeners there so thanks for coming up and uh telling us how guitar nerds changed your life uh in some cases because that was uh you know makes us feel very special and why we why we do what we do but to the uh to the patreon who ran into us in the toilet uh together <laughs> i felt i felt really bad because obviously he desperately wanted to talk to us because you know he was saying that he lived in another country for something like three years i think and that we were the only constant in his life throughout the entire three years which was you know, which is amazing to hear, but I think it was also, also felt awkward because one of us was still going to the toilet, the other one was washing our hands, and uh, we're sort of like, I don't know if this is the best place to chat and end up having a conversation. And I totally missed his name. So, if you are listening to this, thank you so much for listening, and so sorry you caught us uh, in the act with our trousers down, <laughs> <laughs> literally with our trousers down. Um, but it was great, you know. For me, that was great one to of see the best Moog as well. Moog back on his feet. Moog, Moog's had a Indeed. big old leg break. Big old leg break. He is the fifth Beatle. Yeah, exactly. um, and I got to go out for drinks as well with Sam Brooksby and uh, and of course Jackson Brooksby as well. Indeed, yeah. It was um, it was just a bunch of really good people, really good people there. Uh, and actually, interestingly, for me and you, Joe, as well as uh, Jay Cross. Was there was um, catching up with a bunch of the old uh, GAC crew, mm-hmm. uh, various customers as well that we used to um, that we used to be sort of be involved with. So oh, Ray uh, Russell was there. Ray Russell did his own uh, his own, his own talk. talk as well. Dear listener, if you're not familiar with Ray Russell, you should go and check him out. I'm sure. How how well known is Ray Russell? Do you think? Do you think <laughs> people in the guitar world know, know I, who he is? Certainly, think he's more well known for his being a jazz player and probably people don't necessarily know his session career yeah um but just go to his work i mean he is a fantastic guitar player i've been a huge fan of his for ages great user of effects as well first first pedal board in england uh is is he's often you know he might not not officially but people say that about him first guy with a pedal board in england he was definitely a heavy user of effects early on and obviously he's got this i mean he is just a fusion jazz fusion monster um but the thing for him is he's had a really really interesting career go to his website you can read all about it but you know he basically replaced the original james bond guitarist 
uh, Vic Flick, um, I think after the second Bond film, and he was the main guitar player for the following four Bond films. Yeah. Um, you know, so he did a lot of that, a lot of session stuff, but also he was really known as a fusion player in the 80s, um, and he did a bunch of stuff. Um, there's actually a really good DVD of him playing with Simon Phillips from Toto. They They had a band called... Oh God, I can't remember. I'd have to post it in Facebook or something. But they had a, there was a trio: it was him, um, Ray Russell, and someone else. And there's a live like DVD of Simon Phillips doing like drum tuition, like, and he's the main guitar player for that. You know, back in the day when you used to go and buy a video and watch all that, and there's some forms of him. So yeah, he's done a bit of everything. And um, so it's good to see and catch up with him, as well as a bunch of the old, a bunch of other old um, customers that I used to sell stuff to. Yeah, and yeah. and one and one person came up to me and went, "I sold you my like PRS or something like ten years ago." He's like, "Can I buy it back?" I was like, "I'm really sorry, but I don't remember the guitar, and <laughs> I also don't work in the store that has any yeah has any um like influence over that. Who knows where that guitar is um now? Yeah, so well. yeah." Well, how about that? We'll um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some of the f- our favourite things that we saw as well, dear listener, from Indeed. the the guitars there and the effects pedals there. I think we're talking about any amps, are we? There weren't really were there any? Oh, there were high watt. We're going to talk about high watt, I guess, because I, th- I were... don't think there was another amp manufacturer there. No, no, Unless maybe I'm not. Mistaken. Maybe. I'm gonna. I will bring up the. Um, the list of exhibitors if anyone's interested idea, just in case we miss any because i'm just going on like a list of things that i thought i went through like the photos that i took and i was like yes i want to talk about this, this yeah this, this. um for any listeners who weren't there or interested about who else was there if you want to check it out uh brighton guitarshow.co.uk and you can uh, you can see everyone that attended on there um joe where shall we start um let's uh let's begin with um okay i'm i'm i want to talk straight off then about my favorite thing that i saw okay. there absolutely my favorite thing that was there um i am generally talking about hammett guitars not a company that um i i don't think we've ever spoken about before and nothing to do with kirk hammett nothing to do with kirk hammett no <laughs> um so this the fellow's name is pat hammett um, and he, I'm, I'm reading from his website, he endeavours to craft the most unique and boutique retro-inspired guitars available for all players. Now, he had some absolutely incredible stuff. He also makes those, uh, those uh, like, um, oil drum, oil box oh, thing yeah. guitars. He, he does that, and I think that's certainly how he cut his teeth um, making... Uh, making guitars initially but now he makes gorgeous wonderful uh instruments inspired by sort of the best of the 50s so silver tone harmony inspired billy bow inspired guitars and just some of them are absolutely absolutely remarkable my favorite thing there was his um was a an h161 slim twin um oh yeah guitar that he had there so it's a it was a flat top these gorgeous oversight the mojo pickups he gets in there so there are these 
thin, wide, chrome soap bars that just look so gorgeously 50s with a lovely talk garden, this incredibly gorgeous, like two-tone, very narrow two-tone sunburst. He does it as like a premium, a deluxe model and a standard model. The standard model just has ordinary binding and then he has tortoise shell binding on the... Uh, um, on the deluxe model, the headstock is gorgeous, sort of just a, a simple Gibson style headstock, but with an almost oversized rounding to the top of it. And you can pick up a standard for like as little as two and a half grand, I think, um, which is, I, I appreciate that's a lot of money, dear listener, but uh, it's very reasonable. When you when you get up close, these Indeed. guitars are absolute attention to detail was un believable and I, I got to play a few of them as well um he had a, a very lovely uh, i think an h620 which is a solid body he had with three i think they were like oversized p90s again mojo pickups p90s and it was oh it just sung it was gorgeous it felt amazing the lacquer checking the the light relicking on these guitars was amazing um, also did some really tasteful Les Paul Juniors as well with huge P90s, like big chrome-covered P90s in the bridge being the mm. only pickup. It was uh, – everything was just, you know, it, it, this, it was high-quality stuff. Yeah. Now, I didn't uh, have chance to go and check this brand deeply at the show, but, Joe, tell me, did they have their Satin Thunderbird there, which is their take on the – Billy Bow or the Bow Diddley um, Gretsch. So they're kind of like Thunderbird type thing. I don't know how you describe it. It looks like a classic yes, 50s yeah, it's, car. It's the Billy Bow, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's, that, it's that guitar. They did, indeed. I didn't play it because I got so into the Slim Twin. I was playing that so, so, for so that long. That is very but... you. That, that guitar is very, Which very is the Slim you. Twin. Yes. Yes, exactly. It was, it, I, I, it's what, you know, it was the... ES-175, but better. Mm. Um, I loved everything about it. I, I really... Uh, the attention to detail, the quality of the finishing um, on, on these guitars was blue Gibson Custom Shop out of the water. It was... They were unbelievable. Unbelievably high quality, these guitars. Yeah, and I like that top. It's uh, the one on their website um, they're saying is Rippled Sycamore. It's right. the wood... Um, but you can also get some opaque finishes like Piano Black, Olympic White, uh, and they do a bunch of uh, uh, metallic finishes as well. But I love those pickups in there. I think those pickups are wicked. They're, they're like really tiny, amazing. like mini humbuckers, aren't they? Yeah. But they're not like mini humbuckers in a Firebird. Um, I'm trying to see what they actually they actually call those pickups but i can't I'm see on sure. their website well, they're, they're mojo yeah they are mojo he said everything he he puts in a mojo pickups just because mojo pickups are so good you know mark from mojo is so good at like recreating those weird old pre-standardization 50s yeah in, well interestingly pickups. they're based off uh harmony pickups which were nicknamed the hershey bar Ah, yes. Um, which i've not seen before but i think similar to what you'd see on Diamonds as well of that time, those sort right. of jazz guitars and stuff like that, which is very cool. So yeah, overall I thought that was a cool guitar. Now that would make a cool guitar if it was in tuned down a step, or even <laughs> if you had a baritone type thing like that, be very very cool indeed. Yeah. Well, yeah. So so my yeah gear of 
of the entire Brighton guitar show goes to Hammock Guitars. I thought they were absolutely amazing. Shame you didn't get to try one out, Max. They were really, Indeed. really good. Next um, time okay. I'll talk to less people. <laughs> <laughs> well, we hardly saw each other other, oh, than, I, the, I other than the talk that we did together. I basically didn't see you. Yeah, I know. Terrible, terrible. Um, okay, I'll go. Yes, yeah, um, you go. And actually, I'm going to go for something much simpler. But uh-huh. actually, this is... I don't... Game changer is a word that's thrown around a lot. But actually, I'm surprised that no one else is doing this on a commercial level. And for me, this is a real game changer for pedal boards and that was our good friend james from bright onion yes pedals was there now i've known james for i would say over 10 years um he has been building me i was telling him i've got a storage container uh full of his various switching boxes he's made (laughs) loads of stuff for me previously he's grown from strength to strength um they've really upped their game what they're doing I would say the overall quality of the printing, the way things look, uh, the depth of colours they're using for all of their switches and stuff like that is amazing. They had some really nice pedal boards built up with some just a wide selection of stuff they can do. But what really got me on this was that they had prototypes there to gauge interest on a new thing they're doing called BOP, um, which are basically custom risers for pedals for pedal boards now you might say that's really boring but actually most pedal boards out there are slanted so quite often you might put a certain pedal at the back and actually the way the foot switches might be quite low profile you can't you've got to step over to turn it on or if they're flat actually maybe you want to give yourself a second tier you know not massive you don't need a like a flip tier and put stuff underneath but you want to raise certain pedals or perhaps you know you want a small momentary foot switch for tap tempo but it's so small that the button doesn't really stand out and it's not easy to step on so they've made a series of customizable risers for pedal boards that are 3d printed um and i think they said they'll range anywhere from a fiver to 35 quid yeah um and they will be 3d printed to order um i'm sure that might change as it it goes on but i thought this i instantly was like right i need a bunch of these i want to know what size she's doing i'm like every pedal board i've got i 100 i could do with with these i mean i just had a recent thing where i put like a little tc electronic infinity mini on the board and i'm like it sits in a really odd tiny space and right. i couldn't reach it. i had to find like a block of wood to put underneath it and put some velcro on it and i'm you know that's the, you don't know how many times you need one of these yeah. things and even oh, when you're using like mini pedal trains you just want to raise one pedal up or something like that absolutely a genius idea yeah totally i mean james actually got in touch with me a couple of months ago and and, and told me about these and was like oh, oh you know he, he said let me know what you'd need to build a board and i had at the time i had both of my little metro pedal train boards were in the band lockup from having taken them as fly rigs and i wanted to get it back to sort something out and i've just done done that so i'm only now sorting out a little pedal board um with him but 
one of my favorite things about these bobs is they're not just, you know, dear listener, you might be like, well, it's just a block. You do anything with a block of wood with some Velcro on the bottom. They're, for a start, obviously, they're cut to measure to specific sizes for the boards. And a lot of them are designed around pedal trains and things like that and how to work with those. But also they have cavities and things like that for cabling, which yeah. is especially useful if you're running a flat board, but also cavities if you wanted to use your second tier for your patch box, for example. You yeah. can have them fit under there or your power supply. You can have that fit under there and allows you a second tier. The thing that makes them even better than that for me is – the Nano and Metro, probably Metro actually more than Nano, boards by Pedal Train. The boards, those boards are fantastic, very, very useful to have such a small little board that you can get in a little hard case so you can fly it or a little soft bag so it can, you know, clip onto your guitar uh, soft bag and, you know, you can get on a train with it. Very useful, but an awkward size. The Metro allows you to have one straight pedal, standard size pedal, and then you can fit another one above it on its side. That's not mm. very useful. But because of the nature of the way this tiering system works, the these Bop Brizers can turn a little Metro pedal board into a two-tier board if you're using like a switcher. Something like, for example, an MS3 was the images that James yeah. had first shown me, which he had at the show. And of course, I'm a, you know, a big user of the MS3. You could have an MS3 loaded at the front, and the second tier was able to overlap the MS3 slightly. Well, overlap where the cabling would go without affecting you getting to any of the switches, allowing you a full second tier for pedals above it. Essentially, turning the most value basic pedal train pedal board into a proper, full, fully functioning, usable two tier board where you can still run cabling, a patch box, and all your other pedals. It, fantastic. You want to talk about like pint sized pedal boards that are, you know, well managed for you getting the absolute most out of the smallest space? This is it. Mm. These are very good. And even for bigger boards where I've got a big flat pedal board which i'm sort of using at the moment and i was like oh, it'd be really good to have like a specific riser and i've sort of yeah. got something but it's not the right size and i'd need something a little bit more custom and yeah i definitely think this could um this could be a game changer for pedal boards i, I really really do um absolutely so yeah real a real top one for me and uh maybe we'll talk about it in the patreon joe but i've got a bit of an idea for our pedal board build off i've oh, got something okay. i want to run past you so uh yeah we'll talk about it on the patreon might be something for the patreons to vote on um but yeah so that was uh that was my i guess one of one of my highlights i just thought that was a really really cool idea yeah that was a it was a great idea actually this is a good point to uh remind you dear listener that after matt and i finish this episode we're going to be heading over to patreon patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds this week matt and i are actually going to continue talking about all the amazing things we saw at the show because i think we're going to have a lot to talk about but if you want to join us there then uh, go to patreon.com forward slash guitar nerds and it gives you all the information on where to go um okay so my go then to talk about something um i we did pick up quite a few things that we were given on loan at the at the event did you come away with anything matt i don't think you did because you had that the, pick you up had that the, you gave me ah yes i did give you your house of tone um uh sort of 
wide range humbucker. Yeah, and uh, maybe uh, we we need to talk about getting the guitar too. Uh, yes, mod on that as well. <laughs> yes, but, yes, uh, we do indeed. Yes, we I've got indeed. that. No, I'm just waiting for you to send me all the stuff that you got instead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, I can do that. I don't know. Maybe we'll order something. One of my other picks. Maybe we'll just order something post show. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Well, okay. So, um, so things that we picked up. Uh, I've got on loan a lovely SBC guitar that um that i've used for this week's demos i got i got a fantastic goliath effects um distortion a bass distortion it's like a an early version of it so goliath effects were looking for feedback from me i don't know how i'm going to do that because it's really really good i can't think of like i, I love it so much i can't think of how i would uh uh, how it well, could feedback be doesn't have to be negative joe well, you could have some good so. feedback <laughs> i guess so um, i guess so. you could say it's perfect for me thanks very much yeah <laughs> and the other thing we got is a couple of the ritual effects uh, ritual devices sorry ritual devices uh pedals we got their gray overdrive and also their fey which is a very interesting pedal um in fact let's uh let's let's do that let's talk about those things right now so the Fay, I am just I'm, I'm just opening it up on their website. So here. what ritual devices do is they make these gorgeous like laser etched pedals, lovely finishing on top. But they've just started doing this like affordable range where essentially they just have the company logo stamped on the simple aluminium box um, to keep the price down, which is which is great, which is fantastic. But um, the Fay, I really enjoyed. So this is. It is. I, I was like, oh, what is it? Is it Faith for Phaser? And he was, he sort of was like, well, you're vibrato gain, Phaser. He sort of thing. He said words like this, and I was like, oh, I'm lost. I don't know exactly what this does. And and I'm going to have to read uh, what it does, dear listener, to give you an idea of this pedal. Okay, the Faye is an analog, all discrete phase filter modulation with grit, resonating, pulsing, psychedelic swells, a plenty of vibrato-esque voltage-controlled LFO controls modulation depth and a separate notch filter. Basically, the modulation modulates the modulation's depth and filter <laughs> control in series. That's then fed into a responsive dynamic gain circuit with switchable clipping for a clearer or grittier guitar sound. Oh, so. I like that it's that uh, basically the modulation modulates the modulation. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it's great. It's a great pedal. It's got basically the rotary controls on there are right, as you'd expect from any sort of phaser vibrato S pedal. And you've got a level and a gain control. There's plenty of gain on tap and, and also plenty of volume if you want to use it as a boost pedal as well. And then they've got a few switches between a smooth and a deep switch. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. 
So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, which, you know, it changes the um, what frequencies, uh, sorry, the intensity rather of the uh, of the swirls. You've got a light and dark switch, which which controls what frequencies the modulation is applied to. A grit or grain. Grain is nice and clean. The grit gives you a bit more drive. And there's a um, it is a space um, a little space switch, uh, which um, it kind of acts to speed up the modulation gives it a more vibrato sound when it's engaged and more of a slow phaser sound when it's not but the whole thing also has this real mid hump real bass cut to it lots of like coctoir sort of ness to the sound um so yeah so it's all of those things drivey coctoir vibrato-y phaser-y all in one i thought it was gorgeous sounding and i recorded a little track with it oh i was hoping you were going to say that yeah because <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard to describe i thought yeah i'll have to and sbc lent me their uh their omicron one um which is this gorgeous we'll talk about this guitar maybe in in more depth after but it's this yellow green dipped headless fan fretted guitar with a pair of sun bear humbuckers very hot sun bear humbuckers in it but finishing attention to detail like quality of instrument obviously you know i I, you know i'm always going to love a traditional guitar but this is it is very very well done for anyone looking for something modern um or just uh, i guess something ergonomic uh Mm -hmm. then this Mm -hmm. is just beautiful and perfect and only you know 1750 in in british pounds um, which is, uh, I think, very reasonable for this sort of level of custom instrument. It's part of his uh, semi-custom spec, so I think basically you can get this guitar with a, but you know, with your own pickups and maybe a few other variables, right? But not fully customizable. Yeah, exactly. Makes but, sense. Um, but just gorgeous and and great. Like, yeah, very hot, very hot. But um, yeah, just really you know, a, a really wonderful, versatile, modern instrument. Um, so I'm using that guitar, um, playing punk pop on it, actually, <laughs> which I'm not sure is what that guitar is designed for. And, uh, and using the Ritual Fay, um, all of the, all of the guitar chords on this are really showing off the phaser tones and then the vibrato tones for any of the lead work. Here it is. <laughs>
There was the ritual Excellent. devices fay, a phase shifty vibratory cocktoiry drivey thing. Yeah, I think so. I, I like the way that you did something a little bit different with it. Um, I always think it's quite nice to show those kind of effects in in a rhythm track as well as a lead track, not just for kind of special effects and something with a bit more tempo and pace as it were. So I thought it sounded really good. I I I'd definitely like to dive into it a little bit more because I think it sounds really interesting in terms of the fact that you've got different types of modulation on there. You've got that grit control. Um, yeah, I think there's probably a bunch of different sounds. Yeah, it's definitely it's capable of an awful lot considering I made a demo with you know more or less one one or two sounds. I just loved it for that sort of thing. It had that Tom DeLonghi sort of uh, uh, you know mid focused phaser drive tone um, mm. to it, which I, I really liked. And the the amp I was using there was pretty clean, um, so that was providing an, a lot of the. It was slamming the front end enough to drive it as well, so it was uh, really was a, a surprising sort of all in one. Uh, effect pedal um yeah no it sounds it sounds it um yeah. look forward to uh seeing a bit more from them they make not a brand you know i'll be honest not a brand that i've necessarily heard of until oh. the show um went past the the stand and they've got a bunch of different stuff that's available as well so definitely worth checking out and diving in a bit deeper i think yeah, they do cool like limited edition things as well as doing this affordable line of uh I mean their pedals aren't that expensive anyway, but the certainly the grey stuff, the simple unfinished stuff is is uh, you know, only just over a hundred quid, I think, for mm. the bulk of them, which is uh, which, which is, is amazing, very good. really. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. It, it, in t- today's today's gear market, I think if you're making an effect pedal for a hundred quid and it sounds great, then you know. Yes, that's, that's Absolutely. extremely good. Um, um but the other the other pedal that we got so I'll, I'll do the the two demos back to back and then we'll we'll talk about something that you saw uh Matt but the other pedal we got was the gray overdrive which was a, a fantastic super simple overdrive it's just got a drive control and a level control and then a switch between asymmetrical and symmetrical uh diodes so it's the the idea is for it to uh replicate you know that sort of uh, cranked amp tone dead simple it's supposed to work with your amplifier it's not trying to do anything especially crazy it's just supposed to be a really good overdrive that works well with uh, the rest of your gear and it's 109 pounds but i I kind of really liked that i was like oh that's actually quite refreshing someone just trying to make something that's really simple um so i uh i coupled it with the um the gas jockey the jodo guitars gas gas jockey oh um, nice because it's such a dark sounding guitar yeah um so i coupled it with that into kind of an edge of breakup amp and i got these like lovely thick full-bodied almost fuzzy style tones off of it but i just thought it was it was lovely for that sort of thing here's uh, uh here's the ritual drive doing doing that doing something a bit different
was. They're the you, ritual devices, grey overdrive. You know what you needed with that? Um, what was that? Joe, it was a bit of tremolo right at the end. That oh. that pedal seemed to suit the name of the uh, gas jockey. Yeah. Well. Yeah, it was uh, great. I, t- I tried the- it. I recorded it today with like a, you know, I was messing around with a few things, a few different amps, a few different guitars, a few different setups. I just really liked it for that, for that mm. super dark fuzz-esque tone. It was, well, uh, I think, um, as I said here, can't get simpler, classic small amp-like breakup in a pedal. And that's exactly what it sounded like. I mean, you know, for me, didn't even sound like there was a pedal on. Sound like you cranked up an amp with a spring reverb and it was just really... You know, it was really cooking, but actually, I'd imagine you probably weren't even cranking it that hard, and you just had that pedal in there. So I thought it was yeah. great. Yeah. Um, do you know if you because it's so this pedal's got both to- two types of clipping, asymmetrical and symmetrical. Was there yeah. one specifically used? If you can remember, I, well, I, I can see. Yes, I haven't changed the setting since I used it, and it sat next to me on the desk, so it was asymmetrical. The right. symmetrical was a bit more full-bodied, which I think mm-hmm. would be great if you were doing if you were playing a Telecaster or a Strat, something like that. Um, but I used the asymmetrical because, yeah, as I said, the Gastrock is a very dark guitar, and I was playing it just on the the neck and the middle, or is it just the neck? Right maybe um yeah so it was it's so and that and the guitar itself is you know hmm. pretty soupy anyway so so yes yeah, so i used the asymmetric for that just to thin out the sound a little bit i wonder what that would be actually like if if it thins if it if it's a thin sound or if it's a more natural sound and then symmetrical is either bass boosted or that's the natural sound i'm not sure which way it would would be i'd need to try out some other things to see hmm. yeah no i think that's something I'm- but I thought that sounded really good. Again, in the mix, always nice to hear examples of these. And I thought, yeah, it suited it really well. It sounded like exactly how they described, which was a cranked, <laughs> a, a small cranked Spoiler. amp. And that's what you want, realistically, isn't it? Exactly, exactly. So, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about something else, something that you saw, Matt. I've um, managed to nail two things that you hadn't really um, uh, checked. Oh, no, you did check out Ritual Devices. I did. I went, I went, I didn't get a lot of chance to plug a lot of stuff in, but I saw a lot of stuff and asked, asked a few questions. Right. Um, I wish I had more time. I wish there was two days because the first day was really good catching up with lots of people and then uh, would have liked the second day to try a bit more stuff. And actually mm. with everything on headphones and everyone using a very similar system, it did mean that things are more consistent. As we've yeah. said before, we don't always like demoing stuff at shows just because you don't really get the true yeah. experience. You want to hear it through your rig. You want to hear it through amps and stuff like that. But definitely checked out a few bits. And the other bit I want to talk about was something that I think quite a few people may have seen. It kind of, I don't know if viral was the right word, but certainly it was doing the rounds in a lot of forums and stuff before. And that was something called the Janky Tape Echo uh, from a company, well, from what I assumed was a company called Indifferent Engine. And I'd certainly seen it and I'd seen it on socials and stuff like that. And I was r- really pleased to see them there. They had a great looking booth with loads of old CRT TVs, like of different sizes, like connected to just white noise. And they had one of these on a pedal board and they were talking through it. And I went over and talked to um, one of the people there. And I'm really sorry, if, forget your name if you're listening. Um, but I was like, they had a price list. And what I noticed was it said kit. And I was like, oh, so you buy this and make it yourself and that sort of started the conversation and basically the janky tape echo is a modified cassette deck like a walkman that's modified to be a single head 
tape echo using 3D printed parts. Now, in different engine, as well as that, aren't a pedal company, but a post-hardcore punk band from Cambridge. And (laughs) the janky tape echo is their merch. (laughs) (laughs) And I was just like, that is excellent so they were like look we wanted a really cool way to get our name out there we wanted some really cool merch and effectively you buy this as a kit but also the all of the parts are open source on github for you to print your own amazing um but they were like look it's so complicated and it's really a project and it requires maintenance that we couldn't feasibly sell it as a product because there's two much it's too to go wrong it's too janky so basically there's a real risk that you could buy one it doesn't work and someone goes oh my tape echo doesn't work and <laughs> they, they, they're like no this is our merch we're a punk we're a post hardcore like punk pants it's like this is what you know it's like we play loud we play you know really hard and fast and we stomp on stuff and it breaks and we fix it basically. Uh, although he said, interestingly, not boss stuff. He's like, Oh, we've got loads of boss pedals. And he's like, I'm amazed they've never broken. Um, <laughs> but effectively you buy the kit, the kit's 264 pounds comes with everything you need, including all the instructions and you put it together yourself. Um, I thought it was wicked. It's such a great idea. And for those of you who perhaps aren't going to buy the T-Rex, uh, Binson that they've just done, or you're going to buy um, the replica or the replicator they did with the tape echo in that's like 600 quid, and you'd like a bit of a project and you consider yourself a bit of a builder, this is my pick of buying something that's dead cool and you'll have a bunch of fun with. So yeah, janky tape echo from Indifferent Engine. And hey, if you've got a 3D printer go ham and do it yourself yeah um so very very cool very yeah. very cool wow i did i i saw them i didn't get a chance to this was one of the few brands i didn't get a didn't get five minutes with at the show um unfortunately but uh but yeah they they yeah these look ridiculous and i i enjoy that the story is suitably also ridiculous. yeah i i just i assumed it was um yeah i assumed it was a uh a brand and he was like no it's uh it's merch so i was like fair play that is wicked yeah yeah um so yeah that's that's quick quick one for me okay. what about you joe what's the what's the next thing on your on your list well actually the the next one for me is something i wanted to ask you about before i moved on to one that that okay. uh for me hit me because another, it, it just made me think of a band that I, I got to have a, a bit of a chat, but I didn't really get a chance to try anything out. And this has happened a few times. I haven't been able to check out their stuff, but um, NRG effects. Um, uh, you went over and you checked it. You checked out the Pura, 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 Pura. Pura. So yeah, NR, NRG, um, a chap called Neil, rather embarrassingly, he came over and I was at the band. I was like, oh man, nice to meet you. Like, my name's Matt Fukutano. He's like, yeah, we've met before. And I was like, 
Oh, I'm really sorry, have uh, we? Nah. I always, always that. assume that you know the person. No, I don't like doing that, but <laughs> maybe I should. Um, yeah, so I spoke to Neil, and he was a he was a, a lovely chap, and we we joked about it, but it was uh, it was fine. Um, and NRG, so NRG, I haven't had a proper chance to check them out until today, but loads of people have raved about them, um, including my friends Mick and Dan from that pedal show well the build quality looks absolutely I mean, unbelievable on these pedals it's one of those things where i would buy the pedal put an acrylic back on it and then just frame it just so i could look <laughs> at the wiring inside um i just don't i mean considering i did a bit of soldering on sunday and i am terrible and how you can get to the point of what it's what it's like. So Neil NRG effects makes uh, a few effects. Well, I thought he made a couple. The Pearl, which is the one that most people sort of uh, have raved about, but actually has a huge range of pedals, which uh, we'll go into in a minute. But all of them hand by um, handmade by him to insane standards. Um, so I recommend, yeah, checking them out, NRG effects. So the one that maybe most people know is the Pura, and they do a custom shop hand-painted series. So it's like a black box with some really nice like, hand-painted uh, cats on it. Um, and it's, it's an overdrive, the Pura. It's an overdrive. So you've basically got the Pura, which is a low to medium gain overdrive. You've got two switches um, on there. And a bunch of, you know, sort of a bunch of controls. Do you mean the internal switches? No. So the Pura, the hand-painted one has two external switches, like foot switches, and then um, a a few controls on it. Um, So I'm just going to pull up the, because they do two lots. Yeah, they do a Pura Um, Mini as well. So basically the Pura is a dual gain um overdrive and effectively what you've got is you've got an on or off and then you've got a switch that goes between two identical gain circuits one of which has an extra boost on it so you've got um loud which is obviously volume bite which is like treble and presence um and then you've got a claw control which is your sort of tonal response and then per is your sort of gain and overdrive amount and then the foot switch is on or off, or you can change between the two channels. When you're on the second oh. channel, um, you can add a bit of extra boost to it. Uh, and they do a two different or three different versions. They do a hand-painted version, which I think looks the best. I think they look wicked. They do a big box version, and then they do a regular box version. And the additional... Um, controls like the leap control which is the boost are on the side via two mini ah. pots on the side which i thought was very very cool thought it was a great way to condense everything for someone who wants something a little bit smaller a little bit more condensed uh and then they also which i didn't realize until i saw them there now make them in a mini version so you can buy the Pura mini um and that is basically one channel of the per uh, overdrive. So rather than having two channels, you've just got the one and simpler control. So you've basically got a gain control, a volume control, and then a bite control, which is for um, 
high frequency and then internally you have a trimmer to set the base content of the overdrive which they've preset to their kind of ideal setting so the purr is the one that everyone sort of raved about that's the one that you can um yeah you can get in a bunch of different sizes but they also make a bunch of other pedals that range in gain uh so they've got the poker uh they've got the nora um you can also buy uh those in minis as well which is quite cool um so the nora mini or the nora is a vintage inspired distortion um Ooh. with any 5534p op amp um so you can buy that again in a hand painted version with dual channels or you can buy it in a mini version with just the single channel um and the poker is a vintage-inspired boost drive and tone shaper. Um, so they're taking development on a treble booster style circuit. And again, you can buy that in hand-painted, what they call a monochrome version, um, or you can buy it in a uh, mini version as well. So just a really nice selection of different drives. But the great thing is, is they just all... I mean, you can just tell. I mean, part of the reason he had them open on the back was that it's like if you don't <laughs> he's believe, so proud of what yeah. I mean, I would be. Yeah, I mean, they are just. I just don't know how you do it. I do not know how you do it. They are just so good, yeah. so good. They even had, as well on the mini pedals, he even had a selection of the circuit boards that he has custom made. Um, there as well, so outside of the pedal, so you could see that. And I was just like, man. All the right angles, I mean, it's just exacting standards. It's very similar to, um, and I'm looking at the pedal, and I can't remember what it's called, but those, um, we've got the Black Hat Fuzz. Um, The guy does only limited runs. I'm going to have to grid it in a minute to find out, but there's a few people out there that just, the wiring is just something else, just something else um so yeah i'm really keen to if you don't want the hand-painted version if you don't want like the custom shop version like i said they do them in the monochrome and then you've got the mini there as well so they do basically a boost an overdrive a distortion and a fuzz um and a few in each one of those but for me i think the hand-painted purra looked absolutely killer and the little cat's eyes light up as well which is a nice little touch good good (laughs) placement of the leds yes very good well that yeah they were great just what amazing attention to detail brilliant brilliant pedal brand to be honest um i've watched enough videos including uh from our good friend uh jackson at uh jackson Jackson brooksby uh of previous dipswitch demos but now known under his own name um he's got a great demo which we highly recommend you go and check out um nrg effects purra from jackson brooksby do go and check it out he basically had sold it to me so i didn't really need to go and try it because i was like (laughs) but i wanted to actually go and see them and and talk to neil for a bit and he talked through uh talked through the pedal so don't know maybe that'll be my next overdrive pedal perhaps exciting Uh, yeah we will see i'm gonna have a chat with neil and see if we can get some demo pieces because they are very good yeah indeed um, um and, and I, i'm not surprised that jackson made them sound good i, I got to, i went for a wagamama's with jackson after the uh after very the nice. show yeah it's very good. nice um good selection of vegan stuff for you i guess Joe. Exactly. that's the good thing with exactly wagamama's. something for everyone yeah indeed that's what's good about it. Um, i love a ramen but yeah um 
he's uh, he's great at demoing stuff, and we've we've got him to do stuff for Boss before. So yeah, go and check out his demo on the NRG. But well done, Neil, because your um, <laughs> your wiring has inspired me to give up soldering completely. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just, I just, I don't know. I need to go on a soldering course or something. But I just, yeah. how how is that possible? I would get so so frustrated i i just honestly i'd get so frustrated and yeah it just looks absolutely perfect yeah he is he is fantastic now staying on um effects pedals uh did you also get to go over and check out great eastern effects co uh, i went over to you taking photos of them oh right that's when you were there yeah and (laughs) um I was like, I will come back to these because I, I think you introduced me to the chap from there, which I've, again, f- too many names. I've forgotten David. the name. Yeah. Um, obviously, they're kind of hot brand at the moment, doing very, very well, people. I mean, I think probably very good thanks to our friend Paul at the Studio Rats and also Chris Buck, um, who's using one on his board. But I just yeah. think they looked great. Um, yeah. Again, you know, we talked just on a you know slight not really tangent but we talked about it with Thorpe and it's one of the questions I asked around f- fixing your brand identity early on because once you start selling pedals it's very difficult to go we're going to change the way that these look or we're going to change yeah. the way that we you know you kind of once you're in you're in yeah and you know they don't all have to be what Thorpe have done they're great you know slanted design all custom cases don't all have to be like that but what you put on the front the way they look that is your trademark that is your kind of stamp and slice of the pedal pie out there and i and i think yeah great eastern they they really do stand out i think they look great they're really clean um and what is it about cambridge everyone seems to be <laughs> is it our portland is uh, cambridge just, I, becoming I think our it portland? might be i think it might be um which is good because i'm going to be i live quite close there now and i'm going to be living <laughs> close there when i move yeah. um, so maybe i'll have to ch- take a trip over to the uh, east angle workshop East yeah, Anglers, where it's at, Jay. I, you know, I tried to tell Jay, but he just he just <laughs> laughed in my face. I mean, um, he lives in Port Slade. That's like the worst bit of East Sussex. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but yeah, I thought these looked great. But what brilliant. was uh, what was good, Joe? Well, yeah, I mean, they Great Eastern only do three three pedals. So there's the small speaker overdrive. They do the designer drive, and they do their focus fuzz. Um, it, and it looks well. They actually had a an unreleased different alternative version of the focus fuzz there which i think was silicon instead of germanium there but i don't that's not coming out for another week although you could try it out at the show um and yeah they're just so it's, it's just drives but they're just the whole gist with great eastern is this is attention to detail super high quality overdrives and they're very different the designer drive and the small speaker overdrive i've demoed them dear listener on the podcast in 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 the past as well but the small speaker overdrive which goes after that that sort of that little uh champ style driven you know i guess a small speaker thing not dissimilar from the gray overdrive by ritual devices but it's simple and you know gorgeous sounding two bands of eq and gain and level Mm. it's it's what you expect from an overdrive but it was just 
detailed, dynamic, all those things that you want. And mm. the the designer drive um, is the idea of versatility in an overdrive. So whilst you've got a gain edge, which is like presence and a level control, pretty standard, you then have a rotary with fixed positions, like clicked positions between thin and thick. And that adds an overall, or th- thin and fat, which adds an overall, um, well, exactly that to your drive tone. So great mm. if you want to make yourself very biting and jangly, but also if you want soupy, fuzz-esque tones. It's it's a way of having a really versatile drive with a very simple set of controls. I just thought it was excellent. Mm. Yeah, I think um, this is the brand to watch out for. Mm. Definitely one of the brands to watch out for for me. It's just, um, I just think they, they, just, they look great. They sound great. All of the demos I've heard of actually all the good players rather than me actually <laughs> demoing them sound really good. I mean, people, the you know, to have those three pedals out already, you know, only feels like yesterday the small speaker overdrive came out and that all of these are super versatile. Um, definitely keen to get my hands on the Focus fuzz at some point i think it just sounds absolutely fantastic yeah um but i think they were limited so probably no chance unless they decide <laughs> to make us a guitar nerd special in pink i don't know yeah oh, there you go well, we'll, let's have have a, <laughs> we'll have a conversation um but yes we've we've got loads more things to talk about dear listener but we are coming to the end of this uh this week's podcast so i think we're going to head over to the patreon talk about things over there maybe uh, I don't know. We've got like uh, I want to talk about the fidelity, the Hampstead stuff, Chapman, Winyard, Regent Seven, High Watts, and Coates. I'm just reading through the notes that I've taken of things that were cool and exciting there. So we're gonna we'll head over to Patreon. Matt and I will go over there, talk about all that over there. If you want to join us, Patreon.com forward slash Guitar Notes. All the information on how to join is right there. If you want to get in touch with us for any reason, dear listener, you can info at guitarnerds.net or DM us on Instagram, message us on the Facebook group, the Guitar Nerds group on Facebook. However you want to get in touch with us, get in touch with us. Let us know any brands you think we should be checking out. Um, well, I guess we yeah, should go over and Patreon. That, that, that's pretty Talk much about where some we are. more stuff. Exactly. Um, and we still won't get around to all of it, but hey ho, uh, you'll have to fly or drive or train from wherever you live and come to the next one. But yeah, just exactly. final shout out to Phil. Very. Very, Very good job. Good. Great Very day. good show. Well done. Well done, Phil. Well, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, we've been the Guitar Nerds. You've been lovely. Oh, no, that's the other way around, isn't it? You've been lovely. We've been the Guitar Nerds. Farewell. Goodbye.